So it goes like this. There were years of sort of skirting the edges, right, of um, all kinds of experiences and seeking outside of myself. Seeking outside of myself. So that content little girl who wasn't really seeking outside of herself then became seeking. And I think this is a natural thing that a lot of people go through in their life. And, you know, all through the college years, falling in love with the man I'm now married to, all of that, and then full circle to my very first Kundalini yoga class, which was in 1998, where the tuning in that we just did, Om Namo, Guru Dave Namo, hit a spot within me that brought me back to that little girl. Isn't that crazy? It's time to get your chakras aligned. Grab crystal, some wine, lords, lettuce, whatever brings you to the divine. You couldn't get any higher if you tried. Any lower to the darkest of night. If you are right here in perfect, not like I'm like literally inside perfect perfection. You are not part of the system, you are the system the way. Using light to make your way through time and space to expand your own Unfolding into knowing what you are The ever-ending, unknowing, ever-beginning All exposing, nowhere going, be right where you are Here is undeniably amazing, crazy, mind-boggling That you are, that you think you are Is even listening, understanding more than a feeling Invoked by one, but felt by many Unfolding into everything, love is what I'm dealing You can call it God, nature, or money But beyond the story, you will always uncover love Know where you're headed, right? But if you don't know, we're in a constant state of reaction Because we're just trying to survive Because our nervous system is tanked, our adrenals are spent We need the coffee to get through the day, right? And so if you just add some pranayama and some meditation and, and start to learn that like Oh, I can actually do three minutes of breath of fire in the afternoon and maybe not need the coffee, right? That's the tool. That's using the tool. The human body is like you've got to use it as an instrument and you need to fine tune it. The coffee works for a while, right? And then after a while, it doesn't or you need more. And then it's taxing your nervous system. It's taxing your adrenal system. So you've got to find a replacement that's like longer, like more value, right? Like it keeps the steadiness the harmony in the body, which is what the hypothalamus and the endocrine system and all that. But anyway, getting back to 2020, so it's just a powerful year. I mean, I don't know, there's something about 2020, 2020 vision, clear seeing, like there's, everybody's like, it's all about blinding clarity, right? Like here we are, the world needs us. Well, hello, digital friend. Welcome. Glad you could join us as always. This episode is with Lee Malice. Man, you are in for a treat. Ooh, I like this tune. Hold on. Yeah, maybe I just sing the rest of it. We did mantras. Then we talked about her journey leading into Kundalini. <laughs> okay, maybe not the whole time. But we also talked about the science behind the power of the tongue, setting your frequency, the craving for community that we all have, Shunya, her word for the year, and how often are we truly listening, you know? And so much more. So, you know what time it is. 
without further ado, friends. Let's get We, tip it, we do it three times, but you don't have to play three times on your yeah. podcast. I say we do it three times. Okay. Just go for it. it. So I'm going to play this. Okay. And then we'll just go. We'll like, just go should I just, should I, I guess I could say take an inhale and then mm-hmm. we'll go from there. Mm-hmm. Okay. Are we going? Are we recording? Mm-hmm. Yep. Oh, all right. set an intention. start the podcast we're just tuning in we're tuning in that's so cool man i hope i did okay (laughs) you did great (laughs) that's like my first time doing something like that that was super cool (laughs) it's so wild you know uh and i want to talk maybe maybe we we just talk because of what just happened you know that experience of what is that like what is how we were you know we were having a good time and talking off the podcast and then there was just something that happened yeah. and now we're both like in this we're in the zone we're, yeah we're in the zone <laughs> and we feel it and like we feel connected and and it's so wild because all we did was hit a bowl and then you know yeah. made some sounds Use some mantras well powerful <laughs> mantras so yes. basically the the bowl is in the is in the heart chakra key and mm-hmm. so we played that to open up the heart and then the tuning in ong namo gutter dave namo it simply means i bow mm. i bow to my inner wisdom my inner teacher wow. it's also bowing before the golden chain of teachers that have come before us Whoa. so we like dial into this frequency and then we did that together so it just sort of shapes and shifts your focus mm-hmm. um and then you're just leading from the heart and from your highest self yeah which is what you're all about yes <laughs> it was so great i think a fun place to start would be you know have you always been spiritual or is this something that like like in in, in any capacity or form yeah. like was it something you were kind of raised in or yeah. where did like spirituality for you kind of really start i think that 
as a little kid, mm-hmm. um, I was always super content and like just kind of homebody and would like kind of make up excuses why not to play with the kids in the neighborhood because yeah. I was just fine. <laughs> yeah. Very much in my imagination. Mm-hmm. Um, what's funny is the way that you and I even got connected is through Jamie Butler. Yes. And my um, alter ego as a kid, I would like leave the house and come knock on the door and I was this woman, Jamie. What? <laughs> yeah. I did not know So that. I would That's sort of crazy. like, I had imaginary friends and I would become this person, Jamie, and it was all fine until sometimes yeah. my mom was like, um, when's Lee coming back? <laughs> <laughs> So that was just like, I don't know how long that phase lasted, but I can remember it, you know? Yeah. Um, So I think as a kid, we just have this inner knowing, maybe, but we don't really know. I used to tell my mom that I would, you know, have some conversations with God and whatnot, and Mm. that he messed up on my nose because I had all these freckles in the same place that made one giant freckle, and (laughs) (laughs) I had these strange conversations. Um, And we dabbled in church. I would not say that we were like... You know, full sure. on churchgoers dabbled. It's Definitely like southern, southern di- yeah, belt kind absolutely, of vibe. Yeah. and was saved and felt mm-hmm. felt that spirit and mm-hmm. so amazing. And um, and then you know, I would say lost my way mm-hmm. in in the in the teen, or found it in the teen. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> However you wanted to find it. You know, there was a little trauma. The, the parents divorced, and then they mm-hmm. did remarry each other. So there wow. was a five year break. But you know, yeah. that just kind of like. Puts a little earthquake sure, in the home, in the home, and the stability of your core, whatever. Yeah. So then, you know, like you said, you <laughs> found your way or lost your way, whichever. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> there yeah. were years of sort of skirting the edges, mm-hmm. right? Of um, all kinds of experiences and seeking yeah. outside of myself, mm. seeking outside of myself. So that content little girl who wasn't really seeking outside of herself then became seeking. And I think this is a natural thing that a lot of people go through in their life. And, you know, all through the college years, falling in love with the man I'm now married to, all of that, and then full circle to my very first Kundalini yoga class, which was in 1998, where the tuning in that we just did, Ong Namo, go to Dave Namo, hit a spot within me that brought me back to that little girl. Isn't that crazy? That was like the thing that like reawakened the bowing to the inner self. Yeah, that's I do too. That's what I was thinking. I was like, "Whoa, this is crazy!" Time just folded upon itself. It's just folded. It folded because it's like comes back to that which was always there. Mm -hmm. It was. It's always there. It's always going to be there. Yeah. And this is this is what the whole 196 observances of Patanjali's Yoga Sutras are trying to explain. The difference between Purusha, which is your pure consciousness and, this, mm. and the, the thing that's never changing, and Prakirti, there's a lot of ways to pronounce that word, by the way, yeah. <laughs> but it's everything in nature, Whoa. everything that exists is here to give us an experience to reflect back that we have Purusha, that we have this pure consciousness, this thing that's connected. Yeah. So for me, I reconnected with that part of me. Whoa. In my twenties, 
through Kundalini Yoga. And that's so wild too, because in the, that was in the 90s, you yeah, said? late so, 90s. So what's so crazy about that is like back then, I mean, the way people view yoga, you know, now, now yes. versus then, it's so I mean, that was so now. straight up witchcraft, <laughs> yeah. you know? So oh, yeah. how, how, did yeah. you, how did you feel comfortable even trying uh, well, that out? Well, to be honest with you, I just like, it was like I drank Kool-Aid. Wow. Yeah, because I was like, blah, 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 blah. I could not Did stop. people around you think like, they what like, is what is going on? Yeah, especially my parents are like, no, who is this? Yogi Bhajan guy and like what is all this white and what's the head wrap and you know I was like diving in but I just knew that from my experience that it was tapping into something Mm. within me that had always been there but also was making me feel really good really good I was stressed it was like my second job out of college Mm. technology boom 100% commission I was banking I was making money I was working hard it was all the things right but there was that element that was missing that mm. I just tapped back into and I have not left it ever since. But I will say I did wow. teach it for a while and those patterns of seeking outside of myself for approval wow. <laughs> that are so well yes. worn, they started popping back up and I was like, I don't know if I can teach this right now yeah, because I'm not sure I can give the teachings what they deserve. Yeah. Is that, you know, like I started it's, self-doubt. Well, and ego because, gets acclimated oh to your gosh. new, you know, ego's so tricky, right? Yeah. It gets acclimated to the new state of consciousness. So it's like you, not, you know, obviously we know that like ego, a differentiation has to exist within, within right. this realm of like, you know, so we can actually be humans and exactly. play this game, so to exactly. speak. But like, yeah, I mean, it's sneaky though. Cause like right when you think you've got some sort of handle, yeah. you know, and you've elevated to this new state of consciousness, then it just gets kind of like cozy. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> it starts finding its way back. Yeah, because there were friends. There were friends showing up. I redid my basement. I was still keeping the corporate Mm. job and teaching the Kundalini in the Mm -hmm. basement because at that time to find Kundalini, you had to go to somebody's basement. Wow, (laughs) that's where I started. Was in someone's basement, and it was sort of this underground kind of like what's going on. I mean, it had been around for a long time, but Mm -hmm. not in Atlanta, Georgia per se, or not as commonly talked about. Like now, people understand a little bit more and because there's so many people doing physical yoga Mm -hmm. they are more open to it or when they start to open up their bodies and really Mm kind of connect to the whole what yoga is really about then they're starting to seek for something just a little bit more and that's what I mean Kundalini just offers something completely different and I mean I'm an Ashtangi I love Ashtanga yoga Vinyasa yoga I teach both styles mm-hmm. I love all the yoga yeah <laughs> what are the biggest like without getting super deep into it because I'm sure there's probably a lot of people listening to this that are like maybe they've heard of Kundalini maybe they haven't yeah. you know is there a way that maybe we can focus in on Kundalini and maybe a couple others that you like just like a, a brief overview yeah, sure. just so people can kind of understand yeah. the difference because I know when I thought Kundalini as a pastor like I always had her overheard it kind of through the grapevine and some mysterious thing that was mm-hmm, going on mm-hmm. where people were doing some weird shaking and <laughs> you know and some weird stuff was happening I was like man they think they got the real thing but they right, don't right, right. <laughs> I just you know what I mean yeah. and I I used to be very confused about it. Well, so I yeah, think it'd be because, nice because, you know, again, there's this whole thing of like, I don't know, until we know, right? Exactly. Like you can judge and think and assume. Mm-hmm. But the word kundalini, it just means lock or coil. So it's like basically oh. all of yoga, no matter what style or lineage you're working with, refers to the kundalini energy as the energy that's lying dormant at the base of the spine that is awoke, you know, you wake it up. So the kundalini awakening that you, if you Google that, you're going to get freaked out, right? Like there's all kinds of things out there. But the kundalini, so just, it's just that reserve energy that's within you 
that we're trying to move up through the chakras. So just basically wake you up to what is your true purpose? What is, why are you here? Mm. And, and make you realize that like you are here for a purpose, right? Yes. So Kundalini Yoga, as taught by Yogi Bhajan, he came in 1969, 68, and started teaching this. I mean, his whole thing was like this was sort of a secret yoga from India that was not meant to be taught to the West and certainly Whoa. not to women. And when he arrived and there were, you know, late 60s, early 70s, everybody is trying to find this expansive consciousness through drugs and hallucinogens and whatever. And they're seeking again outside of themselves Uh for something. And he's like, when you're in the desert and you've got the water, you teach. Wow. So he started teaching. And I truly believe not only was he teaching what he knew, he was channeling these teachings in. Yeah. Through the golden chain and and they are very effective. Like mm-hmm. he did a fantastic job of teaching something that works for householders. Like it's very effective and it's very fast. Mm. Um so the Kundalini Yoga uses it's kind of like I don't know. It's not chaturangas. It's not up dogs and down dogs. I mean, there will be a few of those in mm-hmm. these kriyas, but they're kriya yoga. It's kriya yoga, so there'll be a set of exercises that are for a specific thing, mm-hmm. and that specific thing could be um, the health of your adrenal system, or it could be your liver, or it could be for um, clarifying your subtle body, right? Yes. Or building your intuition, right? So there are thousands of kriyas hundreds of meditations, maybe even thousands of meditations, and mantras. And these mantras are from the Gurmukhi language, which is like the scripted language of Punjabi. Mm-hmm. And they come, they say, it's Gurmukhi, it's from the mouth of the Guru. So they Whoa. just have this resonance, which I think we were going to get on this topic. Yes. But it's basically um, you know, utilizing angles in the body, mudras, mantras, and breathing patterns to put different stresses on the nervous system, to work with the glandular system, the endocrine system, um, to make changes within the body. So That's, you're trying to expand uh, your capacity of your nervous system to be able to handle more in your life. More, whoa. So yeah, you're, okay. you're, it's a science. You're using this technology of yes. this kundalini yoga, and you you have to be your own yogic scientist for your own body, your own life, because whoa. at different stages of your life, you have different pressures. Yeah. Like right now you have a young child. Yes. I have older, a little bit older children, mm-hmm. not too much older, but older. Mm-hmm. Um, and so our stresses day to day, bedtime, morning time yes. are different. Much right? different. Yes. And so, but we have to understand what those pressures are and then find either the mantra or the, or the movement or the breathing or the physical yoga mm. that's going to help us withstand the external pressures that we're dealing with currently. Yes. And then that'll just kind of ebb and flow over time. That's so But we have to balance like the soul body and the physical body. Yes. Like nourish, nourish, nourish. Yes. Oh my gosh, I want to go in so many different directions. <laughs> but keeping on the science and technology of it just for a moment, because I do want to dive into that, because that's something that blew me away. The more that like science has come out, and yes. the more the internet, I mean, we're talking even the last 10 years, yeah. really even the last three years. Yeah. I feel like there's just been this explosion in yeah. like knowledge and scientific, really what's really fascinating, right, is it seems like science was always trying to be all about the material world. And now it seems like finally science has allowed, you know, because we know that like back, you know, five, six, 
hundred years ago, the Catholic church did not like for alchemy to be a thing. Mm -hmm. They said, look, we'll deal with the spirit world. You deal with the physical world. And now for the first time, and then who knows, you know, we, we are finally marrying the two and we're seeing that, that science does give evidence to what's happening through all these weird things and these, you know, yoga and all these different things that people are experiencing. And so I love to kind of untap a little bit of that, even like the adrenal system and stuff like that. I find that fascinating. Well, I think that, you know, what what really blows me away, I use this um, this book that actually this book is right here, Meditation mm-hmm. as Medicine. Uh, and it was written, I mean, I want to contact the author and ask if he's got an updated copy because I know that a lot of the studies have really mm-hmm. come a long way from when this book was written in 2005. Um, but it you know, really goes into the science of what we're doing with the sound current. Whoa. So why do we repeat mantra? Why do we say mantra? Why does prayer work, mm-hmm. right? Like, so I'm using words like mantra, intention, but it's no different than like mm-hmm. prayer, right? Yes. It's all the same. So there are meridian points in the upper palate of your mouth. So just by <sighs> us talking right now and that tuning in that we did, yes. we're stimulating these meridian points. And the meridian points have you know, non-physical energy patterns that connect to the hypothalamus. And the hypothalamus is the the gland in the body that like regulates the balance in the body. And then the hypothalamus is communicating to the pituitary gland. And the pituitary gland is the master gland of the endocrine system, which produces hormones and neuropeptides that control mood, energy, sexuality, and immunity. So it's like basically the guardian of your health, right? Is this Jeez. endocrine system. And when we're in Kundalini, almost all exercises are done eyes closed, That's which in this day and age, when we're like looking at the phone a thousand <laughs> yes. times a day, or we're, you know, if you watch the news or the TV or, you know, it, you were being bombarded visually mm-hmm. with all kinds of information to process, not to mention the thoughts that are just recurring in the mind. Yes. So this vibration or this mantra, and with the eyes closed, you're looking up at what we call in yoga the sixth chakra mm-hmm. or the third eye point. And its symbol is two lotus petals with the circle in the middle. So it's like the eye behind, uh, beyond the two eyes. So the third eye, right? Yes. Which is your intuition, yes. which really... Scientifically, it's just that you've gotten so clear because your nervous system is so strong that you're able to differentiate between conscious, subconscious, unconscious, mm. positive mind, negative mind, neutral mind. It's like actual awareness. You're, like you're, you're fully aware. aware. Yeah. You're fully aware. Yeah. And that's like uncomfortable for some people. Yes. <laughs> it's almost like instead of falling, you know, because obviously you're talking about like attention, right? Mm-hmm. It's like, you know, right now everything pulls for our attention. Social yeah. media and movies and this and yes. that and the best food and the best restaurants and this and that and our friends uh-huh. and stuff. And it's almost like that focus distracts us from the whole and the whole is that we're all one and this is yeah. crazy and stuff. Yeah. And it's like the blurring. So <laughs> yeah. awareness is really like, like right now I'm looking at you and we're focused. But right. if I blur my vision, like if I had yeah. the ability to create like a, a Gaussian blur that mm-hmm. was like almost, then what would everything look like? The same. Right. Everything would become light. Yeah. What essentially it all is, you right. know what I mean? And so it's like, it, it blows my mind. And then you have the idea of like color. I, I Do you know recently, I don't know why I'm bringing this up, but it blew my mind the other day, color, just the definition of it. So yeah. many of us go throughout our lives and we think we just know color, right? You're older, right. you're like, yeah, sure. I know what color is. Like, yeah. duh. Like, I don't need to know the definition of it. And then I read it one day and it blew my mind to the point where I might as well just like read it to you real quick. <laughs> like, uh, give me like, like two seconds. I'm thinking, I'm like, do I know the definition yeah, of yeah, That's what I'm saying. It's like, do I know the definition? And I don't want to, yeah, I mean, I don't want to muck it up, but yeah, I have it in my notes right here. Um, 
the the definition of color is a phenomenon of, of light, which we know. Well, but here's where it gets crazy: or a visual perception that enables one to differentiate mm. otherwise identical objects. Interesting. So it's so wow. So color in our world, yeah. like the definition of color is literally enables us to differentiate otherwise identical cool object. objects. So like it's like what the outer line of that <laughs> yes. tulip right there. Yes, exactly. <laughs> it like, lets us know that there's tulips in the room, yeah. but the realization is this is all kind of the same it's like plane of existence. Thing. And so it's it's wild, man. Well, cuz when you break it down to the the energy, mm-hmm. right? Like what do we know? Matter cannot be created mm-hmm. or restored all yes. or energy it's all energy it, it can only be transformed here. it's transformed and transferred transformed. and yes. so we can transform our perception right mm-hmm. we can transform our nervous system we can use the energy of anger and fear yes. to do something else right but mm-hmm. like if you're not aware it's all about awareness so kundalini yoga to go back to where this all started yes. about like describing what it is it's sometimes known as the yoga of awareness mm. because it's asking you to close your eyes and go within I love and that. tune into your higher self. From the minute you start, you're tuning into your higher self, you're closing your eyes, and you're just paying attention. Sometimes you might pay attention to the thousand annoying thoughts that you're having mm-hmm. that are not even true. Like they're just, they're not even you, right? Yes. Because that thing we talked about, the purusha, the pure awareness, that's the observer of the thoughts. Exactly. They're not your thoughts. Yeah. But then the thoughts have so much power yes. that they become emotions. Mm-hmm. And then emotions become actions. Mm-hmm. And then we stuff some of those things in our body, which then become trauma. Yes. <laughs> so like, the mind is it not just physical. in the head. Yes. It's in the whole body. The whole body. The whole body. Yes. And especially our gut. And, you know, mm-hmm. oh God, we could go down so many yeah, different that, rabbit well, holes. What, yeah, my wife's super <laughs> into the gut and like health and stuff and nutrition. And it's like, you know, even knowing now that like I didn't even know till just like a year or so ago that there was like, you know, um, serotonin receptors and stuff in the belly and the gut there's like you know there's neurons it's like yes. it literally is like a little yes. brain you it's know a, it's, it's like, the second brain yes. for sure it's so crazy and then with our food system being so crazy oh, like man. right like it's um and we are what epidemic. we eat man uh-huh. and people are broken man yeah. there i mean i recently so I've, I've always had a bad addiction to food it's just been kind of a battle for me you know right. and uh and so i'll go off and on and and into weird holes where i'm using it to cope and, and yeah, eating terrible. Yeah. And I grew up in a very, you know, like backwoods kind of Florida situation. So, so terrible food was always something that I, <laughs> like, I found, <laughs> exactly. I found tons of comfort in it, you know, and, and it wasn't until I really began to listen to my wife and, and take her word yeah. and really start to follow that path of health that I realized how foggy I was, how yeah. broken I was, how everything that I was doing was like based on, you know, food. It was yeah. so weird. I mean, yeah. even the decisions I was making. And I remember that suffering that I had to move through when I wanted that whatever sugary thing or this or that, you know, and it's like, it's amazing. We don't realize how much it actually ends up controlling us. Things like yeast in the body and different things literally begin to take over. It's like that craving. Mm -hmm. When you're not craving, you're in a good spot. Yeah. Right. And then when you start craving, you're like, it's kind of a sign. It's just like meditation. When you start having the thoughts and you come back to the mantra or you come back to Mm. the breath, when you start having those cravings, you got to come back. Like, I like what is that. what's pulling this? Yeah. Is it like an ingrained habit? 
because I associate pleasure with that? Mm-hmm. Or is it that there's yeast in my body that's, that's craving, craving me to and feed calling it? it? Yeah, it's like, please <laughs> feed me. Because <laughs> it really does speak to us. It's crazy. Yeah. One thing I want to talk a little bit about just briefly and get back into to, to the inner world of like yoga and what it can do. But one thing that I have a hard time with, uh, you know, with doing work and being so caught up in my mind and trying to be that awareness and, and constantly like, you know, it, it, it almost can make feel maddening right yeah. so where is the balance of like being the whole ram das like be here now like where 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 does that balance come in like to where it, the rubber meets the road so yeah. to speak where you're not so lost right. in your mind that you you know like we were talking a little bit off the podcast of you know forsaking your humanity for divinity yes. like you know and so where do you like you know even off the podcast i, I know i'm blabbing but i want to get out all these points to hear yeah. where, to hear what you have to say but you know one thing i love about you is like you're a mom and you practice. Yeah. And so where in the world right. how do, do you, you fit it all yeah. in? How do you make it all work? Yes. Yeah, like how do you not lose your mind yeah. and like and try to find it at the well, same time? <laughs> I will say that the the key, the key is um early morning time for yourself. Mm. If you can. The mm. Amrit Vela, four thirty to six. I do not get up at four thirty, but yeah. that's that's the that time of the Amrit Vela at four thirty to six. I get up at five. Mm-hmm. I go to the yoga house. I light a candle. I do my meditation, do my pranayama. Yeah. Um, and it might be, you know, I was just mentioning to you um, offline that I just wrapped up a, another training. And in that training, it was about mind and meditation and deepening your meditation practice. So already a well-established meditation practice became a longer period of time. <laughs> and it yes. is that, it is that discipline to going within mm-hmm. and sort of setting your frequency using vibration or using that focus mm-hmm. in the morning because that's also the time that the they call it the time of the nectar. It's when the endocrine system is secreting the hormones. Whoa. So you're already like going in and setting your frequency for the day. Yeah. And then that is like your that's like, you know, it becomes like brushing your teeth. Like you mm-hmm. know when you haven't done it. Right. And yes. so and so we we try to do like a 40 day meditation. So it'll be a 40 day commitment because we I think we cry, we thrive on a little bit of structure. Yeah. So you're saying like, how do you get it all done? It's like, well, if you commit to 40 days, mm-hmm. right? Then every day for 40 days, you do this 11 minute meditation. And then at the end, you might be like, whew, I'm glad that's over. Or you'll probably be like, I need another one. Or yeah. I want to keep going. Because ours was a 90 day commitment and I'm on day 99. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, I'm just going to keep going. Yeah. <laughs> you know? And so you'll just start to feel. So I, I explain meditation as like, it's it's like it feels like it gives you more time. Mm. Like I've always had this weird relationship with time. I used to always say, like I caught myself saying, oh, if we just had more time. Even mm. like a yoga class, I'd get down lost in the vortex of like a vinyasa flow and like I would say out loud, oh, if we just had more time. So a friend pointed it out to me. Sometimes you need your community to be like, do you realize you always say you wish you had more time? Mm. And I'm like, you're right. I'm like, I need to change my relationship with time. Mm. So now I just, in my mind, I don't say that anymore because I just want to feel like there is enough time Mm -hmm. for everything. Yes. Then that takes that anxiety out of like, I got to get to the email. You know, I might miss an email or not respond as quickly as others do. Sure. But for the sake of my health and for the sake of yeah. like staying in the flow, mm-hmm. right? Then like it's worth it to me. Yeah. Um, so now like meditation creates the sensation that there's more time and space. Yes. Because we need more time. 
Yes. Well, yeah. I mean, it's, it, it, it goes back to the observer effect, you know? I mean, I think that in a lot of ways that we are like in a dream 24 seven. Yeah. And the only difference is when we're awake is that we're just using that extra thing that, that controls the body, you know right. what I mean? But otherwise we're just constantly dreaming. So what's really cool about a dream is this is where I get into like, I think we're limitless and we right. can achieve anything. It's just like in a dream, you can, you, we could just be on the beach right now. If we were right. just like, oh, you know, right. let's, let's do the podcast on the beach or let's do yeah. it in outer space. We could just be there right now. Let's go. <laughs> so the difference is and now let's not talk. Well, I guess we could talk outer space. We could get really crazy with it, but like, let's say it's like someone's like, has a dream house they want or the job. Like, I think that the only difference between the dream state and what we're actually in is space and time. Yep. So I think that you, you, you set your intention, yep. you know, for the day, whatever it is. And then you just got to realize that it's just going to take time, space and right. time. But what's cool is the more you bring in your awareness of, of space and time, you realize that there is actually plenty of time. Yep. We're usually just caught up up in some narrative right. story that it's kind of like the, uh, you know, I tell people a lot when they're driving and they're like, how did I get here? You know, we've all felt that sensation. That is what limits our time. Yes, that's we're what limits so it. So we're, so, we're unconscious. <laughs> we're, we're just unconscious. unconscious. Exactly. So to your point, okay, let's, this brings me into like Piscean age versus Aquarian mm-hmm. age. So we are in the Aquarian age, but we're still like cusp, right? Because yeah. these ages don't come for exactly. a very long time. Yeah. But the Piscean age, which is what our parents were raised in and what we were raised in, it was all about like power and knowledge and scarcity mm-hmm. and um, there's just not enough, right? Yes. And so you had to hold on to everything like it was like, this is yours mm-hmm. and this is mine. No, this is yours, yeah. right? And so... Um, but that world. no longer that doesn't mm-hmm. work. So we're we're recalibrating, right? We're recalibrating to this whole new age, which is why like the political system is crumbling because yes. I can't even I just can't even right. Yeah. But like but the work that we're doing and the people that we're talking to, mm-hmm. we're all learning this new language, right? And it is about that like limitless mm-hmm. and prosperity for all. Yes, and that there is no more time for ego. We just no. don't have time to be separate mm-hmm. anymore. No. You have to you have to look within. Love yourself into wholeness. You've got to do the work, the inner work, so that you're not blocking yourself, right? Because that's yeah. just all your stuff, all your shit mm-hmm. is blocking you, right? From from feeling that connectivity to others and to, to being limitless and then prosperity for all. Yes. So we can like now with the internet and the and the we can get anything kind of information in a second. Yes. I mean, look, we can just Google it up. Exactly. <laughs> right? Just like, like right now, yeah. We can find our friends across the world through Instagram, mm-hmm. whatever. So no no longer is this like power of our knowledge because we can all tap into it. Exactly. Like what are we going to pluck from the internet highway? Like what what idea are we going to take that was not your original idea, but it's nobody's original idea because no. information's everywhere. Exactly. It's just uncovering. And then how are you going to shape and form it through your own creative expression mm-hmm. to then share it with the world? Yes. Right? To like elevate and yes. then join in community. Like we... We need community. Yes. Like people are cra- craving that yes. and always have. Yes. <laughs> yes. I, and it was like, I might have said this off the podcast a little bit of that. I really do think now that the meaning of life is just uncovering the love that was already there in our own unique way. So it's like the, it's like you said, like there, everything's here. We don't learn anything. We remember everything. So right. what we're doing is experiencing the eternal now. Yes. And then the immediate second we try to recall it, it's a memory. Like right. we're not actually like, you know what I'm saying? Like we're just yeah. uncovering things. We're just uncovering, we're just uncovering things that are already here, you yeah. know? And so one thing I would love, I would love to s- 
you know, as a parent and, and, you know, and he's about to be three and I get so caught up in like, you know, like you were just saying the political world and this where everything's uncertain, but then we know, you know, through the worlds that we live in that there is hope and there are people that are striving, you know, and trying to uncover love and, you know, and, and, and beat the resistance, so to speak. Totally. But as someone that has kids as well, like what, like, what are you teaching them? Like, because that's something so hard for me. Right. You know, it's like, I, you know, as a pastor, Previously, I felt like that I definitely had a very easy laid out path for my mm-hmm, kids of what mm-hmm. I would have like ushered them into, yeah, right? Yeah. And now it's like, man, I mean, I want him to know all these concepts, but it's right. like, do I do it when he's, I don't want to do it when he's too young. Yeah. I don't want to freak him out. I don't want right. to, you know, I don't want to say this. I don't want to do that. I want exactly. to, you know, it's like your mind starts going like, ah. Exactly. And so how do you, how do you, you know, I'm give s- all these yeah. beautiful concepts right. to I your kids? I think it's through experience, right? Like mm. let them have an experience. So mm. There is this um, this camp that I go to every summer mm-hmm. called Summer Solstice uh, Sadna yes. Celebration. It's out in New Mexico in the Jemez Mountains just outside of Española. And it's over Summer Solstice every year. I think I started going like in 2001. Mm-hmm. Um, maybe missed a few years, but pretty much it's like that is my time to go and reset. Yes. And so it's this place where all these people that practice Kundalini Yoga or maybe don't practice but know of this camp come. We spend a week. There's teachers from all around the world. There's people from all around the world. Mm. The main point of going is to practice this meditation workshop for three days in a row that's called White Tantric Yoga. And it's a moment of group consciousness, right? Of like partner meditation, Z energy, this might sound really strange, mm-hmm. all, you know, just in an effort to literally clear out the garbage. Yeah. Like one day of white tantric is like 10 years of couch therapy. <sighs> you know, like you just yeah. you just clear it out. But at the same time, you're connecting with group consciousness to really make um, a difference in the world, mm-hmm. like healing the planet. So that all being said, my <laughs> deal was I wanted to take the kids to expose them to that. Whoa. And like you said, when they were old enough to survive like the the harsh elements of camping in the desert for a week as young children, <laughs> yeah. but young enough not to think I was crazy. Yeah. Like, like now, Mom, like if I had heck? waited until now when they're like 10 and 12, they would yeah, have been like, like what? Uh, so, what? So I literally took them when they were four and six, mm. never camped a day in their life. Husband doesn't go with, this is my deal. Yeah. So like, right, pack the kids, tent, the whole deal, out for a week. Wow. And for four or five years, I think it was the year before last I looked at them, I'm like, okay, I'm coming by myself next year. Because yeah. it's a lot of work. Oh, I'm it's sure. so much work. I mean, there's highs and lows and there's all the things, but what they get from it yes. is an experience of the pure love that exists. Mm. And that all of these people are gathering there to do this work, to do you know, meditate and clear it out. And so they just are exposed to it. Yeah. And it's a way that like I'm not saying you have to do this yoga. I'm not even saying you have to do white tantric, like there's a kid's camp, mm-hmm. but I want you to be with me. I want you to feel this. I want you to see that, yes, you can eat mung beans and rice for dinner every night for a week and you'll be okay. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> <laughs> you yes. know, I want you to see that there's this whole other way of being and they got it. Like they felt so good when they left and we talk about it. Like, why do you think you feel good? Wow. You know, it's because people are opening up from their heart and speaking consciously. Like, mm. right, this whole thing in Kundalini is about consciousness conscious communication. I mean, how often are we truly listening? Right? Such, like how so often true. do we truly listen? Mm-hmm. And that's like my word for the year is shunya. Yeah. 
Yeah. And it means, you, let's please unpack that. Yeah. It's, it's, how like, did you, well, first, how did you even get that word? Well, the word is, it's a, it's a teaching in Kundalini Yoga. It's mm-hmm. a, an elevated state of consciousness. But I was just teaching a yoga retreat at Blackberry Mountain, which was all about reset. Mm-hmm. It's like resetting your perspective for 2020. And we gave a touchstone of a, a, a rose quartz crystal as a gift. And um, the rose quartz is, is symbolic of um, unconditional love. So we, I wanted them to infuse the rose quartz with a word That's that was awesome. representative of the vibration that they wanted to embody more of on a regular basis with ease in 2020. Because That's if awesome. you don't even know how you want to feel, if mm-hmm. you don't even know what you want to be putting out into the world, then there's where you start, mm-hmm. right? So you got to like figure out through your <coughs> awareness, like what is it that, how do I want to mm-hmm. vibrate? How do I want to move about on a, on a more regular basis? I mean, obviously yeah. you have your ins and outs of that. So, and with that, the whole thing I was bringing to light was this idea of shunya throughout the teachings, wow. um, which is basically... It's a it's a form of love. It's a form of pure love. Pure love. And yeah. the characteristics of Shunya are flowing, intuitive, soulful, neutral, sensual, accepting, and allowing. And there's no judgment, expectation, opinion, pushing, or intellectualism that goes with that. Right. Mm. So it's like it's that space in between. Mm. It's a zero point. Yes. And it's not something that you can hold on to and be a human day to day all the time. But you can yes. get the glimpse of that. So like if my intention is to ca- connect with Shunya every morning in my meditation, then I'm already in that space. I'm already dialing into the frequency of allowing and intuitive and I'm opening up to it. Mm. And then throughout the day, right, I'm just going to be hit with different things. But my nervous system is gaining strength to be able to handle more, right? Mm. So I can still do the full plate. Like I'm a to-do list girl. Like Mm -hmm. you give me a to-do list, I am going to knock it out. (laughs) But my goal with that is to do it with internal, right? Mm. The internal vibration of my being is more connected to Shunya than it is to a Vente coffee. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? The difference? Yes. Like it's not in the... Like we can still have all the stuff to do, but we can still do it with grace and compassion yes. and like a flow, mm-hmm. right? And that takes some training, That's, right? Because we, yes. we think we got to like jerk around. And da, 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 da. It's like, no, you can still do it all because we meditated in the morning. We've got the time and space. Mm. We've connected with Shunya. We're not judging. We're allowing. Yeah. And in the allowing, you allow everybody else to be who they are. Yes. And then through compassion, you can just accept them for who they are and mm-hmm. allow them with love. Gosh, man, this right? is... Uh, <laughs> it sounds... No, it, it, you're hitting home so hard with me because this is honestly my conviction lately is that I think I have, you know, I would have said lack of a better word, but you've, you're giving it to me, Shunya, is that is something that I have probably since I was a pastor tried to explore, right? That right. idea of like pureness, of like God, mm-hmm. of like awareness, of like, I want that thing. Like yeah. I am chasing yeah. after that. And it's gotten to the point, you know, probably in the last couple of years for me that it's become so intense. Yeah. And, and some of my practices have become so intense behind closed doors that my family freaks out a little bit that I'm losing myself. Right, right, right. And so 
this is where like I feel like I, I get mm. to talk to you and see someone like you that like you're still being a mom and still doing the to-do list and still living life. And this is where honestly I I, I, I get very selfish and it's yeah. actually somewhere where I have a very big pain point because there is a part of me that wants to get lost and, right. and has no form. Right. You know, and that's right. why I said even maybe off the podcast that like yeah. arbitrarily hilariously speaking of like, well, like, do I have the right to be the Ram Das? Right. Like to be the dude who's just like in freaking Hawaii, you know, like <laughs> just looking out a window saying trees and water, you know, all right. day. Like, because that to me seems awesome. And I would love to explore that. Yeah. But I also feel like, okay, I've made these decisions to be a husband and a yeah. father. And these are also very real things in this world that like I cannot forsake right. because I want to follow Shunya, you right. know, and, like, right. Right. and just like, you know what you I'm saying? You got to be Shunya you know? in that. Yes. And in it's the bath so, time, in the yes. eat your food time. And that's where, you know, and it's, it gets so hard. And this is what yeah. I want to talk about too, the golden chain and the way I was perceiving it. It's so funny that I yeah. used the word golden I chain know. because pre-podcast, <laughs> I had no clue that had any meaning. I just was using that in like some weird, you know, maybe I had heard it somehow or I don't know where I got that from. But for me, you know, the golden chain wasn't like, it, 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 I love the way I'm going to assume and adopt the way that you had described it. Right. It's much more beautiful, like the ties to the beautiful past that we all have. But, um, you know, for me, it was the chain of like being more of like the, like the one thing I don't want to be, right. is like a Pharisee going back to Christianity, right. uh, where it's like, you have all the work and you know, right. all the things and all the mantras, but yeah. then you see all the people and maybe even your own family, maybe even your own spouse, because you're spending all this time elevating and getting higher. And then you look at them and they're like, maybe they're caught in their bullshit for the day. And you're like, what? like, how can you not understand? You know? And it's like, and you, you know, and it's like, so how do you not judge and right. how do you, how do you stay into that yeah. place? Like, you know what I'm saying? It gets so weird. It gets yeah. so weird because you're trying to get high, high. And then really you realize that the game is really just to be free. It's right. not to be high. It's right. to, to find that freedom yeah. in, within the work itself well, it's every day. Cause like I said, the, the Shunya, you'll get little glimpses of it. Right. Yes. And then you want to stay more connected to it. Yeah. And then you've got to find that it's that yogic scientist for your own life. Like, mm. how do I bring more of that in? And I think it's, being very conscious of the fact that we live in a polar polarity yeah, world, yes. right? Like duality, and then as the above, duality, so the and so we yeah. have we have masculine and, fem- and feminine energy within us, mm-hmm. and you do too, right? Both, right? Yes. And so I when love you, my feminine when, energy. I know. Well, that's so good because <laughs> the world, right? We're breaking out of this now, yes. and again, this is an Aquarian. This is a new language, mm-hmm. right? We're having to learn new ways of referring to people mm-hmm. and how they're like vibrating and what they're putting into. The the world sure. and, ex- and that comes with acceptance which brings us back to shunya right mm-hmm. everything brings us back to this neutral meditative space yeah. um but it's like understanding that polarity it's yeah. like yeah you you've got to get your feet on the ground yes. right grounded but you've got to have your head in the sky yeah and then that's the that's the chakras the lower mm. three chakras first second and third are your earthly plane you cannot be here without a strong foundation Yes. Right. So if you're rooted in your first, second, and third, right, and that's your your um your acceptance, like I'm a human, I'm in this physical form of a body, right? That comes with an ego that makes me feel separate, that makes me feel limited. Yes. Now if you stayed in your first chakra, you're not ever gonna get out of the ego. Yes. Second chakra, reproduction, creation, water flowing when you're in your divine, right? When you feel the flow. But if you're only flowing with your first chakra, right? Then are you just accumulating and flowing in, mm. in the material world? Third chakra is your willpower, right? Your your ability to act, 
act and commit. So those three are like, how do we behave? How are we making things work in this world? Mm -hmm. But you go up through fourth, fifth, sixth, seventh, eighth chakras. That's your connection, right? So the Uh, crown chakra, the thousand petaled lotus, that's because you got a thousand thoughts per wink of an eye. Like, which one are you going to connect to? <laughs> yeah. or, do you, or can you go beyond into wow. the spaciousness of in Kundalini? We talk about between. 10 bodies. You don't have just one body, you have 10 bodies. 10 wow. bodies. The radiant body, the auric body, you know, the pranic body. That's yes. why I mean, my, my whole yoga deal is pranic soul. <laughs> and that's because prana mm-hmm. is the eighth body, the number eight is infinity. Right. And then, you know, it's prana is what is keeps us alive. Mm -hmm. Like that's your breath. It is also the food you take in. It's like we get prana from more than just our breath, but it's the biggest way that we get it. Um, And so recognizing that all the styles of yoga that I love, they all have prana. Mm -hmm. They're all connected to me, right? And to uh, to everyone. Yeah. Um, And I've just gone off. No, no, no. This is beautiful. I'm just realizing that my chakras are completely blown out backwards. So my top half are just screaming and and I need to get rooted. You got to get rooted. You got to get get your feet in the ground. Literally. I feel like like as you're describing, I'm like, all those ones up there are just like... Open, wide. I I, I mean, and I have been told that I do need to root myself. And I think part of that... Just go barefoot. Barefoot. Walk barefoot. You know, that's so true because like... And I think part of that, part of the reason why I haven't rooted myself is because I rooted myself in a religion. And if you're listening and you're Christian, cool, man. Like I don't, I really like sometimes on the podcast I say some, sometimes I don't, but my, what my real heart is, is that it's like teach his own. We're all on a path, you know, mm-hmm. but because I was so held fast to like a dogma, like a way of thinking right. that when I broke away from that and I've studied like, since, <sighs> yeah. And I've since studied and dabbled in Buddhism and Taoism and all these yeah. different ways of thinking, but I've never really attached to like any right. practice 100%. Because don't you think they're all saying the same thing? Yes, 100%. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's just a 100%. different, it's just kind of like, you know, we don't all go to the same hairstylist. Yes, exactly. <laughs> we, we, there's like different ways f- work for different people. Yes. And what I love about the way that, um, I mean, again, Kundalini is not a religion, right? Mm-hmm. But it but it does give you a spiritual a path. Yeah. path. Mm-hmm. And so we say the word God, we say the word God. Mm-hmm. Um, and that took yeah. me a minute to get used Ooh. to saying it in teaching, right? When yeah. I came back full circle and we're like, I'm, I'm, I can no longer not yeah. teach Kundalini Yoga. Like mm-hmm. it's time. The time is now. We break it down into G-O-D, mm. generating, organizing, delivering, and destroying energies of the universe. Wow. So it's everything. Yes. And that if... God is, if you can't see God in all, then you don't see God at all. Yeah, that's right? good. Like, I like that. Well, dude, it's like the Bhagavad Gita. Everybody <laughs> love, like, he's like, I love, it's like, behold, I become destroyer of worlds. <laughs> but like the whole beginning of that is like, he's pretty much talking about the beauty of it too. But it's like, hey, I can, I can also destroy all this shit too. I'm yeah. all of it. I'm the right. good. I'm the yeah. beauty. I'm the destruction. Right. You know, I'm all of it, yeah. you know? And I agree too, man. And, and I still practice all of it. Like uh, even a lot of Christianity type mm-hmm. stuff. I still call on the architect type of Christ. And that's yeah. why I tell people that are even atheists, yeah. like, dude, he's real. We've manifested him. Right. Like he's real. It doesn't matter if he 
was or wasn't like he is in this he space, is. you know? And it's great. And so I don't think there's anything wrong with all that. I do agree. I think, again, it's all us just trying to use symbolisms to understand the, our own universe within ourselves, you know, yeah. and balance our, using the external universe yeah. and, and, you know, to set our intentions, you know, and, yeah. and, and power like that. As a teacher, I wanted to ask you one more thing because this is something that I feel like I get caught up in. As, as someone who's been a student, been a mm-hmm. teacher, felt mm-hmm. all those different things, where is the line for you when you see someone that maybe is, for lack of a better term, a student, maybe just someone close to you, yeah. is is in a muck, is in a place right. of like where you see the like, oh man, if you just maybe switch this one little thing, it would really help put you kind of back into some sort of centering place right. to continue on your own path. So it's not necessarily what I mean is that you're controlling, right? Because right, there's right, a right. big difference yes. and like all these, th- it, it, that's what I'm saying. There's a very thin line to like, yeah. how are you like controlling and manipulating people right. and judging people and goes and going to back to like, how do you have the shunya and, and yeah. the non, non-attachment, non-judgment, right. but still like as a teacher, as someone who has this beautiful knowledge yeah. or this, maybe this little key to unlock them, right. like where do you find that line at when you feel like it's okay to express yeah. those yeah. things without it being judgmental? Well, I do think that just even the tuning in as the teacher in the front of the classroom in that group setting, mm-hmm. right? Like that is opening myself up to be a channel mm-hmm. of just intuitively holding space for the for the whole group. Mm-hmm. You know, and in these days, the Wednesday class, you know, there'll be like 40 people in there and it's yeah. amazing. It's beautiful energy. It's so yeah. fabulous. Um, but things will just come through that I that I that I like say. Yeah. And then people will come up after class like, what did you say? I'm like, I'm not really sure what I said. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like, you know, you just are in that space of like I'm delivering the message. I don't know exactly who the message is for, but it's somebody here, right? And I'm saying these things. Now that's in the group setting, right? So I'll just allow myself, like I remove myself, my ego out of the way in the teaching position and and become um, the teacher, right? Um, But there will be people that either reach out because they they want a mantra or they want to meditate or I see them and it's just to check in mm-hmm. because they're until people are ready mm. to make a little change for yeah. themselves you can't force them so there's for always sure. encouragement of like let's let's all do a 40 day meditation or who mm-hmm. needs the support or even just through you know any kind of like Instagram post if somebody feels inspired they might send a, a direct yeah. message for asking so it's more, I just let it happen naturally. Like them come to you almost. Yeah, yeah. them come to me. Mm-hmm. Or like if I see, if, if someone's missing, like I'll start thinking of them and they'll either show up because I'm thinking of them or they were going to show up anyway and mm. I'm thinking of them, right? That, that's the intuition. Yeah. Or I'll reach out. Yeah. Because I truly, I care about mm-hmm. these students because it is such an authentic and deep and transformative practice, which was the main reason why I included the Kundalini class in the yoga school. Like mm-hmm. they have to come to Kundalini class as part of yoga school because it's such a transformative piece of work for themselves. And then some people get so lit up by it that they're yeah. like, oh, this is the yoga for me. I don't even know <laughs> yeah. what all this other stuff is. Yeah. And I'm going to dial back real quick to yeah, just of one point of when we said, what's the key of like staying shunya and what do you, and mm-hmm. I said the key was meditation, but I, but also the key is physical movement mm. because my kids know if I have not been to my physical mat 
in about three days, it gets a little cray cray up in here. <laughs> They're like, Mom, you need to go to yoga. And it's true. Yeah. I mean, I yeah. have to breathe and move. Just last Friday, I had a great mm-hmm. crowd, great practice. With, you feel like stagnant with people. water. I was practicing with people that I teach and practicing yeah. with people that I've known for a long time. And we were just all in there practicing together. And at the end, I was just like, I live for that. Yeah. Like, I live for this right here. That was amazing because it's the breathing and the moving and the the physical, like being in your whole body to work mm. it out, right? And that's what makes the seated meditation doable. Mm. The 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 all of yoga and the yoga sutras is about seated meditation. The asana was the seat, but if you can't sit because you're so tight, yes. then you've got to do the physical yoga. So the physical yoga helps you sit. And then going back, now we'll jump forward to like, how do I help students? Yeah. That I think that's what the whole yoga school is about, and that and wh- who is being attracted to the the yoga. Sc- I call it yoga school because there's so many teacher trainings, yeah. and yes, you will be a teacher when you graduate. But I like to think of it as school, yeah, because it's it's people that are looking to make change, yeah, and to to go deeper into their practice and deeper into understanding the tools that are available to them. And we read everything from like you know. Tara Branch's uh, Radical Acceptance is usually the favorite book yeah. of everyone because it, it just gives you this pathway of understanding like how to radically accept and love yourself into wholeness yes. through all these different things that you've done. Yes. Um, so I feel like this, and, and for all teacher trainings, people are craving community to mm-hmm. make that shift. And so that's a place where I feel like I can definitely dig a little deeper with people. Mm-hmm. And um, we're halfway through this session, and so it's time. They don't know yet, but it's time for the five-minute check-in. So I'll call everybody on the phone and do a five-minute check-in and wow. to kind of see where they are at midpoint mm-hmm. and kind of get in there personally wow. for each one of them. Like, you know, a little, a little more nudging in here's what I'm seeing, right? Yeah. In the group setting, I almost more let them come to me if they're not like dialed into like yoga school, yeah. right? And I'm here though. I mean, anybody that wants to come and, and needs some guidance on meditation or yoga or, you know, it, it all, I'm here. Like, that's, that's, what I, that's what I'm here for. <laughs> I would love to too, real quick to just talk about, because it was kind of blowing my mind and you're talking about 2020 and the four, two plus two is four and the neutral yes. mind. And I was like, yes. whoa, this is so cool. Like what, where is that from? And, and right. explain, I love it. So in, in uh, Kundalini yoga, again, right? These are where all these mm-hmm. teachings come from. There's numerology and there's a lot of different ways to look at numerology, but because- Is that like 1111 and all yes, that kind of stuff? Because yes. I've been having that oh, experience yeah. really heavily. 1111, I see 333, yes. four, four. Four, five, yes. five, five. Almost and those are every like day. signs of the, from the universe, like you're on the path, you're yes. doing the right thing. Okay. It's just like a little, like, okay, you're just a good. little nod to the, That's nod. what I've always noticed it's too. It's nod. like, I feel like when I'm in my shit, yeah. you know, like yeah. when I'm back on my like rhythm, I then I, I see it. I remember when I first started seeing three, 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 and four, 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 I'm like, I never even, was never even conscious that that could be a time. Yes. You know what I mean? Yes. And then you're seeing it all the time. Yes. Yeah. So cool. Yeah. So, because we also have the teachings of the 10 bodies, then we correlate the mm-hmm. numbers to the 10 bodies. So 2020, two plus zero plus two plus zero equals four, right? So this mm-hmm. is a four year and four is the heart. But if you connect the heart chakra, it's also the fourth body. Mm. So the fourth body is the meditative mind, the neutral mind. Mm. We give three bodies to the mind. 
So positive mind, negative mind, neutral mind. And negative gets a bad rap because it's got the word negative in it, Mm. right? We associate negativity with it, but it's actually your protective mind. Mm. And I will say I had to work on my negative mind there for a while because I was such an optimistic, positive person that I would jump into things and have to backtrack. Mm -hmm. And if you've ever done that, you know how hard it is to backtrack. So if you could see, if you cannot be in denial and be fully awake, and really look at the situation, right? The awareness of the situation before you jump in, mm. then you would avoid, right? Like a so lot of problems. <laughs> we can all just stop, drop and the roll. Power, the power of the pause. Then get up and pause. <laughs> power of the pause. There's so much power in the pause. There really is, man. I mean, so right. much power, right? That, that's like 101 in business negotiations. Oh, First one yeah. to speak. Yeah, right? loses like, for sure. So, it's crazy. So the power of the pause, like really look at your situation, mm-hmm. right? And then and then go with the positive information too. Because if we've stayed in the negative mind, we'd never leave the house. Yeah. You would never leave the house yeah. if you were only in your negative mind. So that, there's this balance, right? So we're always trying to balance. So This being a four-year, it's super important for us all to connect with this idea of neutrality and not being so quick to react, right? Like Mm -hmm. we're so used to just, if you're not aware of what you you want to embody, Mm -hmm. the vibration that you want to emit or project, then... We're, that's your grounding, right? Yeah. That's what you're working from, at least, right? Mm-hmm. You dialed in, you're loving yourself to wholeness. And um, you, then you're able to like know where you're headed, yes. right? But if you mm-hmm. don't know, we're in a constant state of reaction because yes. we're just trying to survive. Because <laughs> exactly. our nervous system is tanked. Our mm-hmm. adrenals are spent. We need the coffee to get through the day, right? Yes. And so if you just add some pranayama and some meditation and and start to learn that like, oh, I could actually do three minutes of breath of fire in the afternoon and maybe not need the coffee, Yeah, right? That's the tool. That's using the tool. But changing we're in relationship yeah, just to changing the, yeah. relationship to how you're yeah. it's like the the human body is like mm-hmm. you've got to use it as an instrument mm-hmm. and you need to fine tune it. The coffee works for a while. It does. Right? And then after a while it doesn't. Mm-hmm. Or you need more. And yeah. then it's taxing your nervous system, it's taxing your adrenal system. So you got to find a replacement that's like longer, like more value. Mm-hmm. Right? Like it keeps the steadiness, the harmony in the body, which is what the hypothalamus and the endocrine system and all of that. But anyway, getting back to 2020, so it's just a powerful year. I mean, I don't know. There's something about 2020, yes. 2020 vision, clear yes. seeing. Like there's everybody's yeah. like it's all about blinding clarity, mm-hmm. right? Like here we are. Mm-hmm. The world needs us. And I think people need to know in that clarity that the suffering is universal and that there's all that ugliness. And and it's like, I've seen so many people on social media and the memes of like, oh, 2020, you know, already hard or whatever. Yeah. Like, And I'm like, well, it's again, it's a perception thing, it's right? It's like, how are you perceiving? Or are you objectively looking at right. all of it? Are you a part of it? Are right. this, a, you know, like, are you reacting wrong? You know what I'm saying? Yeah. It's like, like, we have to realize that maybe through this clarity, there's going to be some friction, some yeah. Melting yes. away, some clipping of the vines, you know, right. the pruning, you know, and so as as beautiful sometimes as clarity seems, it also can come with like really seeing our own mm-hmm. bullshit. Mm-hmm. And I think that we're in a time where people give each other so much shit because we're tired of holding our own bullshit. Right. And I think that <laughs> it's we like spewing out exactly. <laughs> and so I think through that clarity, you start to observe your own. You're like, oh mm-hmm. my goodness! Like before, I sit here and you know, it's like the whole Christian yeah. thing. Like before you uh, look 
get someone's speck in their eye, get the plank out of your eye. You know, it's like, <laughs> it's like, man, I think we're starting to see how much yeah. we all individually really have some work to do right. on our own self, man. Yeah. And we can yeah. focus on that. How much more of a better, beautiful place yeah. we could, we could really live in if we all just kind of focused on our own shit yeah. and fix that first. Right. And it seems like, you know, sometimes the self care and the, and the inward looking can sound like a little narcissistic selfish, or like you're selfish, sure. but it's so not. Yeah, exactly. Because until you do that, you're going to continue yeah. to like make little ripples or mm-hmm. it's the, in yoga, we call it samskaras. Yes. So the samskara is the latent impression of the subconscious memory that's mm-hmm. deep within that gets triggered mm-hmm. by things and then it, and then it goes into its cycle. Yes. And, but samskaras are not all bad. It's also good, right? Mm-hmm. That's the thing that keeps us wanting to exist. Yes. And so if we're always wanting to exist, then if you mm-hmm. believe in reincarnation, right? Like, like you're, you're, le- you're leaving your physical body, but your soul body that still wants to become is still there. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Right? And so until we can release all some scars, that's the true liberation, the true freedom. Yes. Right? I love that. That's so good. No, no, it's amazing. (laughs) From a real practical, because I'm going to switch to one more subject that I really want to just like quickly go through that I feel like I go on the podcast a lot, but talking to someone like you, I'd be fascinated to hear kind of your perceptions on it. Um, But also like, you know, if someone's listening to all this, I mean, I'm even thinking as I'm literally listening to all this uh, is, okay, like uh, what's tomorrow like? Like practical, Mm -hmm. like say someone's never tried yoga or someone's, tried it a little bit, but maybe they looked it up on YouTube and just didn't really get what they were looking for. What are just a a good practical place for maybe a few people listening that might be interested in wanting to like learn more about, you know, the different styles of yoga or Kundalini specifically after hearing us or this or that, you know, what's like a a good little space for someone to dip their toes in without feeling overwhelmed or, because it can be overwhelming. Yeah. And if you Google like Kundalini yoga, there's so many teachers out there and some things that just look a little bizarre. There's some fringy stuff. Stuff, right, I'm right. Sure, like in so, everything, and that's like, and I, you know, I think that um, making it approachable because mm-hmm. people want to feel comfortable, right? Like mm-hmm. you're already stepping out outside of your comfort zone anytime you go to a class and you don't know what to expect. Sure. So it's sort of like how to, you know, creating a space of comfort. Mm. Um, so if you can find anyone, you know, wherever listeners live and what whatever place they're in, I always tell people like yoga is for all, mm. but you have to find the teacher that resonates with you. Um, the teachings that resonate with you and convenience. Mm. Like you got to be able to get there. Like you can't be driving across Atlanta to the other side of town. I mean, some do, but like, Mm. you know, you've got to find what works for you and Uh what you can realistically put into your day. Mm -hmm. Um, There is a great book by Guru Jagat and she's uh, has an Institute out in uh, Venice, California. And she wrote a book recently called invincible living Mm. by Guru Jagat. And it is kind of a modern day Right, because it's new, mm-hmm. and she's a modern woman. Yes, um, kind of just the basics of Kundalini. Like, I mean, we haven't even gotten into this yet, but we also it's a thing to take cold showers. Oh yeah, my wife has been doing that for. <laughs> she did like a yeah, the cold. It well, she is, started doing the cold baths. Yes, which yeah, is a whole like, other soaking situation. Yes. But I just do the cold showers. Yes, and, yeah. And I actually just got re inspired to do them because clearly mm-hmm. I do them in the summer, no problem. Yeah. <laughs> but let me tell you about the right side of the of the faucet only. Yes. In February. Oh yeah, it's, it's extra cold. cold. It's, it's extra so cold. cold. <laughs> I mean, it's like you want to cheat some mantra. I'm not sure it's, if it's from the good Mookie language. <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> 
<laughs> but there's yes. a whole situation of dry brushing and oiling and, you know, mm. and then massaging the lymph nodes and the, the breast tissue for the women. And yeah. it's really important, the thyroid, the parathyroid, the wow. thymus gland, like it, it flushes your entire system. So I've even done... I used to only do the cold showers like if I just needed a quick little rinse. Yeah. But I've kind of like, I'm like up leveling myself. Yeah. Getting back to the basics. Yeah. Today, before you came, cold shower, even hair wash, wow. even with the hair. It kind of hurts your scalp in the oh, beginning because you're yeah. like yeah. clearing out every cobweb that ever existed in your brain. That one's, I wanted, I need to do that <laughs> one more, man. I mean, wife's always like, you need to take a cold shower. I'm like, Ugh. like I've definitely done it a few times and man, it is it's like, invigorating. Oh, it is, it is. But if, it's not it, easy. It is. it is. And there's something about how it propels you throughout your day and decision making because right. if you can decide you can get yes exactly if you can, it kind of like so picks speaking you up. of your adrenals your adrenals mm. are right here on your back right above your kidneys mm. two little almond shaped glands so mm. you want that cold water to hit the adrenals flush the adrenals right the liver flush the liver flush the kidneys so it's Dang. scientific in its nature of what you're do you're asking the body to do like it yes. just feels like for your your immune system mm-hmm. like I mean, I haven't heard Guru Jagat say recently, like, if you're not taking cold showers, I just don't even know what you're doing. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> serious. I mean, man, you I know? mean, okay, I'm going to take a cold shower today. Fine. Yeah, great. right? <laughs> but, you, but if you do the dry brush and the oil, you're already kind of waking, the, warming the body up. And believe yeah. me, in this old house, I crank the heat upstairs. So at least the air around me yes. is warm. Yes, <laughs> yeah. When you step out, you're like, <laughs> like okay, oh God, <laughs> step so into heaven. But so, so going back to what can people do? Yeah. So the book, Invisible living is great. Um, there are amazing teachers online, mm-hmm. you know, um, and that you can find. If you're here in Atlanta, come mm-hmm. to a Wednesday class in yes. in Park. We have beginners that come all the time. I mean, it's it's definitely a class that dives right deep into the mantra and to the work. Mm-hmm. And I'm kind of known as like a little bit of an intense teacher. Yeah. So like, it's not just seated and chanty. It's like physical too. Yeah. Like it's challenging on all levels, like yeah. mental, physical. Um, you know, sometimes emotional, but it's yeah. like, it's the work. I mean, you sh- you're coming, you're making an effort to come. Yeah. I'm going to give it give to you. Give something out. Yeah. 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 yeah and exactly. so, you know, the gong shavasana, like we sound yeah, vibration extraordinary. just a little bit of that. That was crazy, man. <laughs> <laughs> it's so good. So, you know, you start there or you find if you want to start with physical yoga and you're not sure about the kundalini mm-hmm. yet, you know, there's... um. Ashtanga yoga, Mysore tradition, you can show up as a beginner and just start with the sun salutation. Mm-hmm. Now that's a line, that's a traditional, like just start from square one and you just add on as you go. Mm-hmm. That's great for people that really, like if you're dealing with any injuries or issues and you just want to start at your body's pace. Mm-hmm. Because I also teach heated vinyasa flow. And if you're a newbie in that, that's kind of a lot to step into. Yeah. You certainly can, but just based on the dynamic of the class, you've got 45 people in class all moving pretty continuously in a hot room. Yeah. So if you don't even, if you're not familiar with what a warrior one or warrior two or half moon or, you know, all of these words are, I, I think it's fabulous to do three privates with a teacher that you resonate with Mm -hmm. just to get the ground basic, Basic like how to breathe. What is this move? Mm -hmm. How do I sit? How do you know? And the breath alone, right. And just the gear, right. How do you know, blocks, straps, 
mats, whatever. But within three privates, you should have the confidence that like, I'm going to walk into this room, I'm going to do this class, and I know what child's pose is because Mm -hmm. that's where I'm going to go if I need to like take a minute, (laughs) right? And I always tell people that are new to a studio, I'm like, listen, it's going to be challenging for everyone, whether they've been practicing for 15 years or if this is their 10th class. But child's pose is your friend. Like Mm -hmm. you just go down, take a breath, relax. Because we can bring our egos to the mat, yeah. Right? Like, oh my gosh, are you kidding me? That's so true. You could just bring the ego right to the mat yeah. and then you're in a competition yeah. with you and your ego and everybody else in the room exactly. and nobody even knows you're having a I'm not quitting. You're yeah. not nobody else <laughs> yeah. even knows, right? Yeah. And you're the and you're the only one that can feel what's going on in your body. Mm-hmm. So I always feel like as a teacher, I'm I'm a guide that um it is a creative expression for me in mm-hmm. the teaching realm, like from the music to the the theme or the idea to the teachings to allowing myself to flow and be yeah. a channel for information. I want you to come in, I want you to leave feeling transformed. Not like necessarily like, oh my God, that was like epic, but like almost. Yeah. You know, like I want you to come in if you can trust me enough to tune in with mm-hmm. me and just let yourself have an experience and do it. Because yeah. if you bring logical mind to Kundalini, uh, you're going to yeah. not sure. have an experience because yeah. <laughs> it's too hard to logically understand. <laughs> you can't make sense of it. Yeah. Like while we were chanting this mantra and doing this movement and whatever else is in the play. Mm-hmm. But if you can allow yourself to just be a t- an instrument that you're fine-tuning to a frequency or a vibration that can also be rooted and grounded, yes. right? And can go about your day, you know? That's amazing. That's yeah. so crazy. I, uh, we're going to get you into Kundalini oh, class. Man, I know. I'm, I'm, I'm <laughs> seriously though. Like I'm like so itching, so hard to go. I, I'm like I want to experience this so much. Um, one thing I would love to just kind of like end on, which is, uh, and it doesn't have to be a heavy note. If people is 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 your perception of death, like of like because, and the reason why I even love to bring it up with people is because I think a lot of people live their entire life based on it, not even knowing subconsciously. Right. 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 I mean? like, the fear of death. Yeah, the fear of death yeah. and that existential angst that we all yeah. feel. And I think it's actually a very empowering thing. I've really spent a lot of time the last few years since my dad got cancer, which he did survive and he's doing great. You know, think, think uh, the universe and everything. Yeah. But, yeah. Uh, you know, but through that, I think I definitely went on a journey the last few years of like hardcore understanding death yeah. and really diving in yeah. and I just finished the like walking each other home Ram Dass and like yeah. every, everything I can get my hands on that has to do with death and transition and form and so as someone like you that's you know practicing uh, kundalini and all these like transformative transcendent places you know how do you kind of understand consciousness and spirit and what happens after form yeah. is dropped and right. you know that that transition of, of death and that yeah. moment you know and some yeah. would consider it easy and and safe, and some people would consider it daunting and fearful and yeah. scary. You know? Right. Well, I think that the more we actually think about death, and like you said, the mm-hmm. more I think once you start to have more people in your life either have near death experiences or you lose people mm-hmm. in your life, it does like bring it up. And you know, as we get to a what we would consider a midpoint in our life, sure. you're like, wow, wow, halfway done. Yeah, What's exactly. going on here? Yeah, so exactly. I think that thinking of it, right, is a better way to almost live because you realize mm-hmm. we are so impermanent. Mm-hmm. And then and then getting into this idea of the pure consciousness and understanding that everything here is to allow us to reflect back to that 
like, what does that mean for the last moments? Mm -hmm. And if you can stay in that space of Shunya, right? I still want to be here. I've got things to live here for, like, right? Like not Mm -hmm. getting so ready to go, Mm -hmm. but being okay with the idea that we are all going to go rather than resisting it. Mm -hmm. Because it's that resistance that builds walls or that builds fear or that holds us back from things. And again, the protective mind is important, right? We don't want to like just go jump in front of the train or anything. But but being... um, real with that and it is scary because especially when you have kids and you, mm-hmm. you want to be here for a long time yes. to see all of that and we really don't know we no, do not know we really don't and so I use there's another mantra after the Ong Namo Gooder Dave Namo that I chant um, in Kundalini it's Ad Gooder Name Jugad Gooder Name Sad Gooder Name Siddhi Gooder Dave e Name and that is a a protection mantra each verse it goes from the left side behind you to your right and to your front I chant it in the car. My kids look mm. at me when we're on the plane. They're like, I'd get right in May. We'd like chant the mantra. And it's it's setting you again into that frequency of your destiny of like, you know, it doesn't mean you're not going to wreck, but maybe if you chanted the mantra, you were supposed to wreck. Mm. <laughs> right? Like, yes. What exactly. are you, and if we're only resisting, like I always tell my students too, like just because we're doing all of this yoga and all of this meditation does not mean that bad shit is not going to exactly. happen to you. It is. It just means that how you handle it, exactly. how the you reactions. react to it, exactly. and how it affects your internal harmony mm-hmm. will be a little bit more equipped mm-hmm. to ride the coasters of yes. life. So getting towards like thinking about death, I mean, I believe that just through all the work that I've done and the experiences that I've had and the knowing, like when you lose people and then you can just feel them, mm-hmm. I don't see them, but I feel them yeah. around. And you, could, I've, I've had more intense connections and conversations with those that have passed either on my own or through friends of mine that mm-hmm. can channel and tell me what's happening. Yeah. Um, but I believe yeah. that, you know, the spirit lives on and through the subtle body. So the subtle body and the soul body are two bodies from Kundalini Yoga. They stay together and go. Mm-hmm. Right. And that this human life is such a gift. It is. To be able to be in a body, that soul, mm-hmm. to experience like tactile sensations yeah. and to contemplate and to this, contemplate, to even sit and here to, and talk about this, yeah, to like be sitting here <laughs> with a fire going behind us <laughs> yeah. and all the things. I mean, it's amazing. Yeah, and then to feel that sadness, like I've had um, friends and a friend, a dear friend, recently take his own. Well, no, he did not take his own life, but he he passed, and mm-hmm. and um, and just still feeling like we're so connected still. Yeah. Like, I'm exactly. like, I kind of like think he really wants to play the gong. Yeah. <laughs> like, come all right, on. dude, come on, man. <laughs> well, it's almost like our practice, like going back to practice and all this stuff every day, every day, a mantra, every day. It's almost like practicing every moment. We're just practicing for the moment of death. Like, right. or the, and the better you get at being here well, in the if moment. You, if you think about, like, what is the most important thing at the time of death, do you think? Like, what do you want to experience when you are taking those last few days of your life? I just connectivity, love, like, love, yeah, right. You want to mm-hmm. feel Community, love, you want to feel love, you want yeah. people that yeah. love you to be around love. you. You don't want to be working out the thing, no, you don't want to be holding the grudge, you don't want to yeah. be like, I should have said, yeah, right. There's none of that. Like, yeah. so if you know that you don't want to be working out all the stuff on your deathbed mm. and that all you want is love, then love now, yeah, be love. Right, that mm-hmm. be here now, be mm-hmm. in your love now. Yes. But you have to love yourself first. Mm-hmm. Because until you can do that, 
And it's easy once you really start to do it. Mm-hmm. Like we're all working with the Sankalpa or the intention right now in the yoga school of I am enough. Mm. I am enough. Yeah. Right? Because when you are enough, then there is enough love. And then when you really truly, like there, you can say you have self-love. Yeah. And then you can really truly work on that. Yes. And catch yourself when yes. you start degrading and negative talk and all of that and redirect. Yes. And love even the negativity within you. Because mm-hmm. the shadows are important. The shadows show us everything. Yes. And if you don't want to look at the shadow, you're missing half of the story. <laughs> yeah. Right? It's like an alarm clock, you know? I know. Like, my, you know, I didn't even know this. I have a friend that has this crazy special effects studio, does like movies and here and mostly monster movies and stuff. And I didn't even know that the word monster was like a warning. Mm-hmm. And and that blew me away mm-hmm. my whole life because yeah. I was always afraid of monsters, afraid of scary stuff. Yeah. And then I was like, oh, it makes so much sense that like your subconscious or the dirty or the scary things in your yeah. mind are really just screaming this like warning, like, hey, yeah. you need to pay attention yeah. to this. Like, hey, yeah. if you'll actually give me some time and work on this, I won't be a monster anymore. Like, I'm just trying to, <laughs> you know what I mean? But it's the resisting and the pushing that actually makes it louder and bigger and stronger, you oh. know? Yeah, and the mind is so strong. It is. The mind is so incredible that like you'll work on something that you know you do, right? Mm -hmm. Like I mentioned earlier off podcast that, you know, one of my things in life is like seeking acceptance. So even the Kundalini, when it was like, when people were looking at me like, you are weird. Mm -hmm. (laughs) You know, I was like, "Uh uh-oh, I'm not being accepted. Maybe I'm not ready to teach this yet. Yeah. To now where I'm like, oh no, weird is so good. Yes. And it's not yeah. even weird. No. It's just awesome. It's and not. it's unique. Yeah. And it's like when we can when we can embrace our uniqueness and yeah. our differences. Mm-hmm. Oh, there's power in that. And I think it's really just that weirdness is just, you know, there's this like very baseline traditional like way of viewing this world. And most people that just haven't like looked outside of that find find it to be and anything that we don't know yeah. seems weird and alien. Like right. we're talking a little bit about the podcast. Like we are kind of <laughs> all aliens man this is weird like look at what we're doing we're in like that we're in a place with electricity and we're using technology and like nothing else on this planet's doing that like right. we are alien like yeah. essentially we are very different to this place and this yeah. plane and the more we can accept that everything's weird and the more right. we get to know about how weird and crazy this universe is and, and how connected yes exactly <laughs> it's so weird the microbial network and all this stuff and we may you know I know we're closely I think what are we like over 50% bacteria than human cells we are like we're closely related more to mushrooms than we are yeah. like freaking animals like it's so weird like but we weird. want to use antibacterial stuff <laughs> yes, all the time exactly <laughs> we're, we're into rewilding in this yes, house <laughs> man we're trying to like negate what we are which is nature yeah, earth yeah. you know we are the earth the moon yeah. looks at us i love saying this uh, as the earth right now like right. the moon's seeing the earth it's not, right. seeing, it's not us. seeing us yeah we're, we're like an ant yeah cool. we're connected to this thing man mm-hmm. we are we are it we are the thing you know and, and the more we can blur out our vision uh, to see that we're all uniquely the exact same thing like we we're talking about, we dissipate the colors and we see that we're all just like this, we're all just love, like yep. we're all just resonating love, you know? Yep. And this is a beautiful place to wrap up. Uh, Lee, you're just freaking great. I can't, I just feel like we gotta, you gotta just keep going and, and have I you back know. on. I would love, I'd be honored to have you back well, on. Well, from our first co- phone conversation, I'm like, yeah. oh gosh, we have plenty of things we can talk about. <laughs> exactly. This is 
was amazing. Let's amazing. just scratch the surface. That way, when we get back into it, we can just really get into a subject yes. or something. But if uh, if anyone wants to check out what you're doing, you know, online or especially if they're in Atlanta or visiting and they yeah. want to physically, like, you know, come to one of your classes, sure. uh, what are the best ways to do that kind of stuff? They can uh, find me at Pranic Soul. Mm-hmm. Um, on Instagram mm-hmm. and then pranicsoulyoga.com. P R A N I C. Just for people. Yes, yes. Pranic, chronically pranic. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> pranicsoulyoga.com um, has my schedule there. And um, Heck yeah. yeah. That's and then awesome. just DM, get in touch. I've got the private yoga studio here at the house behind awesome. the house. So you and do offer private lessons there? Private too? lessons cool. here um, and uh, teach at a couple studios in town Highland Yoga in the Highlands and X. Hill in Midtown. And That's then awesome. Hold space um, over here in Inman Park for the Pranic Soul classes. That's super yeah. cool, man. This yeah. has been a complete honor. Uh, thank you for monitoring with me. <laughs> I feel like I could just do that all day. That There's so many so, more too. <laughs> I know. I've honestly, I was like, she's not gonna like how much I'm gonna like message her and be like, hey, can you like give me all those mantras? Yeah. <laughs> well, you know what we could do? We could literally wrap it up right here with a long Sat Nam. Mm. So Sat means truth. Nam means identity. Whoa. Satnam is a, what we call a beige mantra. So it's just planting the seed of truth within. Please. And, and if I you're think we spoke our and, truth. Yeah, it, it, 100%. <laughs> you know, and if people want to follow along, like, please, this is, yeah, let's do it. Yeah, we're just going to hold out a long sat. So what is so it like? Sat. Nam. And then you just you go just nom. nom. Okay. Mm-hmm. All, right, All right, let's do so it. So we'll bring the, bring the palms together. Take a deep breath in. Exhale the breath out. Inhale for a long satnam. Sat. Like a pro. Inhale. <laughs> Thank you so much. <laughs> that was awesome. Woo.